The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. Yesterday, I completely freaked out because I couldn't do something that someone thought I could do. I couldn't say yes when someone asked me to do something. My husband needed a PDF that you could edit, and the truth is I've never made one of those. I always use Word, and I have the person fill it out, and then we go from there. But he needed a form, and I couldn't make it. And instead of just saying, I can't do that, I started My voice got high and a little screechy. (laughs) And I kept saying, today's our day off. That's going to take me three hours at least. And he was saying, no, I don't. I don't want you to spend three hours learning how to do something new right now. It's our day off. It's family day. And we were meant to play board games and other games with the kids. Today I want to talk about how to keep going when you don't feel inspired as an artist. And one of the things that being an artist does is it makes us feel things a bit more keenly. If I want to write well, I have to understand the nuances of what people see and think and feel. And that means I have to pay attention where other people wouldn't. And also, personally, I want to be an empathetic person. I want to be an empathetic person. So that takes even more from me, from my soul. And I realized yesterday when I was freaking out that I'm just really hard on myself. I expect to be able to do everything that every person needs exactly when they need it. And that's not realistic for anyone, including myself. And if I was talking to someone else, I would say, it's okay that you don't know how to make a PDF that someone else can fill out that has to do with real estate. But for myself, I think, well, you've let someone else down again, including yourself. Which is not really healthy, and it's definitely not productive. And I've been feeling like that about lots of things this week, because I'm learning to do new things, and that's always really hard for me, because I want to be good at things right away. 
it's something I've accidentally passed down to my kids that now I have to unteach them. And maybe if you're like me, you don't know how to keep going when you're feeling uninspired or when you're feeling nervous about having to learn something new. And I want to give you a list of things that you can do. And I also want to give myself a list of things to do when I'm feeling this way. I'm really hard on myself. And when I'm being that way, I don't need a motivational speech. To me, I feel like that puts more pressure on. Just keep working hard. You know you're working toward a long-term goal. You can do it. Okay, maybe I can do it, but I don't feel like doing it. I, what I really need is for someone to tell me that it's okay not to want to do it. That it's okay not to be perfect while I'm doing it. And that mistakes are how we learn. And mistakes are part of our lives. We can't just get rid of them. We can't just throw them out the day before trash day and have them magically vanish Although it's not magic, is it? When someone comes in a giant truck and takes away your garbage for you and you pay them to do that. So I need someone around who can see all my craziness and love me and all my craziness and say, it's okay for you to feel overwhelmed because this thing that you're doing is hard and maybe you should take a break. And so I try to do that too for other people. Because I know other people who are as perfectionistic as I am. Who never want to have to feel uncomfortable by doing something that maybe makes them feel like a child or childlike. And so this is what I do. And this is what I recommend you do. When you're an artist and you're feeling uninspired and you have to keep working. Because if you are a full-time artist and you're not using your art as a hobby, there will be times when you absolutely have to keep going even though you don't feel like doing it. And that's hard. And that's why there are a million memes about writer's block, which I don't think is some vague idea or some ninja-like attacker that comes out of nowhere to sabotage your writing. Writer's block can be actively blocked itself if you have the right tools. And I'm sure at some point I will do an entire post about writer's block and why it's not really some mysterious thing and how it's pretty actually easy to get rid of. But today we're going over how to keep going when you're feeling uninspired. Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering what happened after I freaked out at my husband about the PDF, I had to calm down and I had to apologize for yelling because I was really yelling at myself and not him because he had reasonable expectations while I did not. And he had no intention of asking me to do that thing during that time when I should have been hanging, hanging out with my kids. Okay, the first thing you should do when you have to keep going, but you feel uninspired, is know the people around you and find people who will support you in the way you need to be supported and say, 
I'm having a bad day. I'm feeling stupid today. I feel worthless today. I feel like a failure today. Those are sentences I say a lot. More than I probably should feel. Uh, But I love my husband and he knows that I have the propensity to work too hard and to expect too much from myself. And so he knows when I'm freaking out that I just need a reminder that it's okay not to be perfect. Not that he expects me to be perfect, but that's an expectation I have for myself that's totally unrealistic. And he tells me that he loves me, and he tells me that I'm helping writers and that's what I want to do. Because I get completely encompassed in these projects that I'm working on and I'll forget that the whole reason I'm doing it is to help someone who's a writer like me and I need that reminder that there's a person that there's a face that there's a someone out there who I'm striving to help and I don't have to be perfect to help them I just have to tell them the things that will help them as best I can I just have to do my best And that has to be enough. And I need someone to tell me that because I forget. The other thing I do every single day is I make myself a to-do list. Because if I don't have one, I work all day. And at the end of the day, when I'm getting ready to go start helping with homework and cooking dinner and listening to stories about what happened to my kids and my husband while they were gone then I feel like I haven't done anything all day, even though I know that's not true. I know that when I'm in my office, I work really hard. When I wake up in the morning, my mind is full of thoughts for you, for my stories, for my job, my clients. And I work really hard all day, but if I don't keep track of what I've done, it's really easy for me to forget that. So I make a list and I also have routines of how to celebrate milestones. For example, whenever I finish a book and I mean it's finished, it's formatted, I have the ISBN, I have my promotion schedule, I go out with Travis, my husband, and we eat an obscene amount of sushi and I love it. And I love sushi, so it's great. But if I didn't do that, I would probably not realize that I had finished something substantial. So I have these routines that I I make for myself so that I can be reminded that I've done something. I've not done nothing. Oh, the next one on the list is still really rough for me, but I'm going to admit this to you. I have to let my inner perfectionist go. There's a reason I became a copy editor, and that's because one of the reasons, I mean, I'm sure there are many reasons, but consciously one of the reasons is I don't like to make mistakes. I don't like the feeling of letting someone down. It's not that I'm unwilling to be wrong. I am willing to be wrong, and I'm always willing to learn new things. But the idea of letting someone else down because I've made a mistake That's haunting to me. That's chilling to me. And because of that, I tend to care more than I should 
about what strangers think, about what clients think. I always over-deliver, which I know is good, but maybe the way that I'm approaching it from a mental health standpoint isn't good. I shouldn't over-deliver because I fear letting someone down. I should over-deliver because I know I can help them and I want to help them as much as possible. So the, those motivations are very different. And it's, it takes a lot for me to say, okay, I've done my best and because my best isn't perfect, I have to be okay with what it is because I want everything to be perfect. I want my graphic design clients to say, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a cool logo that I designed for them. I also want to be good at everything I do and I want to learn how to do everything for myself. And that gets exhausting. I really probably shouldn't be making my own covers, even though I was doing graphic art before I really got serious into writing. I have a hard time delegating. And when I do delegate, I give the other people so much of the benefit of the doubt. And I hold myself to this other crazy standard. And I probably am doing them a disservice because it's not showing that I have faith in their ability. So that's something I'm working on. I have to let my inner perfectionist go because that person is not someone that I want to keep around because they aren't good for me. And when I'm feeling uninspired, that perfectionist tells me that no matter what I do, it will never be good enough. And that's no way to live my life. And that's no way for you to live your life if that's how you are. The last thing that I have to remind myself constantly is that change doesn't happen overnight and neither does experience. And as I'm learning to do these new things every day, for example, how to create a podcast, I realize that it's going to take time. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this 70-day podcast challenge because I don't know how to have a, su a successful podcast. I'm barely learning how to use my voice and produce all these things and communicate effectively over audio. And so I know that the only way for me to get better is to keep doing it and to keep practicing even when it doesn't feel convenient and when I feel like I'm inadequate. And so I push myself to do these things and I know that it's good, but at the time I'm constantly fighting against the feeling that I suck at it. And maybe that's how you feel about writing. But the thing is, I'm giving you all the tools that I wish I would have had, but I can't write for you. I can tell you that it's okay not to be perfect. And I can tell you that while you're learning how to do this, I'm going to cut you some slack and everyone else is going to cut you some slack too. And you should do that for yourself as well. I can tell you that it's good to feel this bad. The feeling of not being able to do something exactly how you want is the feeling of trying something hard and that's commendable in itself. So yesterday when I freaked out and I got screechy with my husband because I couldn't do the thing that I knew he needed someone to do, I had to calm down and apologize and realize that when he said we should just pay someone else to do it, that's not the end of the world and that doesn't mean that I'm a failure. And just because right now your writing doesn't look the way you want it to, 
doesn't mean that it never will. But I can guarantee you that it never will if you give up completely. And if you let the uninspired feeling keep you from creating your art. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.